Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody Award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us as we take up the issues and the politics of what is quickly becoming, really, very quickly, a new geopolitical order forming rapidly around the globe, whether it's manifested in a decidedly despotic Vladimir Putin, whose troops have invaded Ukraine and who has obviously designs on other Eastern European nations and their territories. To fulfill his ambitions and aggression, Putin has allied himself with Chinese President Xi Jinping, the two most powerful despots in all the world. And the two countries have arguably in combination a more powerful military than does the United States and NATO. He and Xi are willing to use their military might to expand their borders and create two sprawling hegemonic spheres that if the Western powers permit, would control most of the world. Both China and Russia have hypersonic weapons that travel 10 to 15 times faster than the speed of sound. The United States does not. Europe does not. Those hypersonic weapons leapfrog U.S. missile technology and represent a significant combat advantage. Their hypersonic missiles are deployed, mind you, while the United States is lagging badly behind. Our, our hypersonic weapons are only in development. Meanwhile, lawmakers of both parties are reminding President Biden he must seek their authorization before sending troops or launching attacks against Russian forces. Russia, at this moment, is warning of a, quote, painful response, end quote, to President Biden's sanctions against Russia and many of the top officials of Putin's government and his inner circle. This, while the communist Chinese are threatening again Taiwan, saying it is no Ukraine, as they put it. Tensions are rising around the world as Xi and Putin obviously seek a new world order with them atop the global power structure. All of this in the midst of more revelations about the radical Dems and the deep state's plot to overthrow President Trump throughout his term in office to cover up their crimes and perhaps stolen an election. While Speaker Pelosi has unleashed a partisan committee that is nothing less than a political assault against the Republican Party and the integrity of our very government. Joining us now, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Congresswoman, it's always good to talk with you. Thanks for being here. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. And if I may, I'd like to begin, first of all, uh, with your thoughts about what is uh, the Biden administration's response to Putin's aggression in Eastern Europe. 
Well, thank you so much for having me on, Lou. It's always good to talk with you too. And I'll tell you, I don't even see this as a response from the president of the United States, Joe Biden. This isn't a response, and I'll tell you why. I believe it's been a green light for Vladimir Putin this entire time. You see, we went into this whole thing with with President Biden saying openly that we would not be engaging in war with Russia. He was also saying that we would only remain unity with our NATO allies. And then thirdly, NATO was saying the entire time they would never let Ukraine join NATO. So if you add those three things together, that has been the entire time a great big green light to Putin. Go ahead and invade Ukraine. The United States will stand by. We will not be engaging in war with Russia and Ukraine will not be allowed to join NATO. Therefore, we will not be defending Ukraine. So this whole thing has been a setup, Lou, and all it is is for for Biden and, you know, the typical neocons and those in Washington that have sold out America to just do small arm deals and, and for the defense contractors to make a lot of money and manufacturers to make money sending small arms and weapons into Ukraine uh, to drag out some sort of conflict and to try to make President Biden talk, look like he look like he is tough by talking tough when actually he's doing nothing. He's enabling all of this to happen. Yet at the same time, both parties, uh, members, 43 of them, sending a letter to President Biden reminding him that he must seek their authorization, uh, that is, Congress's authorization, if he is to send in American troops or if he is to attack uh, Russian forces. Uh, It it seems there's some concern about how eager he might be. It's uh, an eagerness, I grant you, and I agree with you, uh, that he hasn't shown. Uh, He has shown no uh, appetite whatsoever to counter any of Putin's uh, moves here, including the direct invasion of the uh, Ukraine. And by the way, in, in the case of Ukraine, as you know, no one in the national media is paying any attention to the Budapest Memorandum of 1994, which does require the United States, the United Kingdom, and European powers to protect Ukraine. That deal done as a uh, in exchange for Ukraine giving up its nuclear weapons back in '94. Uh, it's it's stunning to me that no one is talking about it. And certainly that the administration is not regarding that as a binding commitment on the part of the United States. Your thoughts? Well, actually, so here's here's how I see it. No, we don't have to. I don't think we have to be concerned about war with Russia because that's not what Biden is interested in. And while I fully agree with my colleagues that Congress should be the one giving authorization for the United States to go to war. Again, that's what I don't think we're looking at. What I think we're looking at is oil and gas deals in Europe. And, and this, is, this is primarily what it boils down to. You see, this is what they keep talking about, Nord Stream 2. And then the question is, well, what about Germany? And, and what about Europe is in regards to energy with oil and natural gas? And so they're talking about sanctions on Russia, but Russia's already made a deal with China. Uh, Putin has made a $117.5 billion deal just recently with with Xi of China to sell oil and gas. And so Putin isn't worried about sanctions. What we're trying to, what we're doing is Joe Biden is doing what he's always done. He's more interested in business deals. And while he's killing America's energy independence, he's more interested in Europe's energy and their independence. 
uh, and he's trying to push Putin out of the business deal when it comes to oil and gas in Europe. And I and it, it's very clear too that this is uh, coming at a propitious time for the Biden administration with his and his vice president's approval numbers underwater and disastrous, uh, distracting the national media from attention to uh, both uh, his performance, the disasters that he's overseen in his first year in office. And now to think about this man as commander in chief, that is leaving many Americans gasping uh, at the possibilities uh, with such a weak and obviously uh, weekend leader. Oh, of course. I, this is how I see it. I see the Democrats playing their typical game. They're putting a shiny object out there to distract everyone. So what has happened? And I always look at things from a business standpoint, because that's my background. When Joe Biden hurt America's energy sector, when he hurt our oil companies and our natural gas companies and, and told that, you know, basically said they had to take down their production he had to fill in the gap for them. And so this whole little Ukraine situation we're seeing unfold is he's blocking Putin and Russia from being, or he's trying to block them from being, being able to sell oil and gas to Germany and Europe. And at the same time, he's promising our companies here in the United States, well, I'm going to try to work a deal where you'll be able to provide oil and natural gas over here. To, to Germany and Europe, but it's a big shiny object. It's him being able to talk tough because he ruined his reputation in Afghanistan. It's, it's something else in the news cycle to cover up the rapidly rising inflation that's out of control, the high crime rates and the wide open border. And so all this is in perfect place to have a shiny object to distract everyone as we move into the midterm elections. The Democrats are not stupid. They know how to use the media in their favor and try to distract the American people in order to win elections. And I think that's what's going on, Lou. Well, I, I, I think uh, you're certainly right. Uh, in, uh, in full measure, the, de the Democrats right now are trying to hide so much uh, their past performance in carrying out a conspiracy against the president, an attempt to uh, overthrow President Trump's presidency, uh, an effort to block him as a candidate, uh, it's it's remarkable the number of crimes that they appear to have committed over the course of five years, and not one of them has been taken to prison. Uh, it's just remarkable to me uh, that if they could have gotten away with this uh, with the cooperation, obviously, uh, of the, if not outright complicity, of the national corporate media and the deep state. Uh, your thoughts? Oh, I completely agree. But I think we're finally to a place where the American people are so tired of it. You know, the Durham report, he brings out this information and, and finally releases the information that solidly proves that Hillary Clinton's campaign spied on Donald Trump when he was a candidate for president, but then also showed the proof that Hillary Clinton's campaign and her attorneys at Perkins and Cooey spied on President Donald J. Trump when he was in the White House, but yet it took so long for this information to come out that we really all knew was true and President Trump had told all along. See, here's where we're at, Lou. We're so tired of no one being held accountable and no one going to jail while the Democrats go full throttle and come after us and even create stories, create lies and make up crimes 
that, that any of us supposedly committed, but yet we have people on our side that won't even fight the fight for us. Like Mitch McConnell, just helping Joe Biden's agenda, totally helping him, all of his nominees get confirmed. Here he is. He's going to stand by and probably help Joe Biden get whoever he wants the pick for the Supreme Court. And then don't forget the CR just last week where we had senators just sit it out and not vote when they should have blocked it to stop the vaccine mandates and the continuing resolution. That's all to blame on people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. These are the worst Republicans in Washington. They help the Democrats practically more than the Democrats themselves, and they sell out America and put America last. Uh, Absolutely. You left out uh, our good friend Mitt Romney as well. This is it's it's disgusting to think uh, to think what they those four people did. Uh, It's to me, it's stunning that the rhinos still have a place anywhere, anywhere in the Republican Party. And it goes on and on and on. And and they're unchallenged. Uh, Donald Trump, the uh, the. The former president saying, you know, you can tell he's just it's driving him crazy that this Mitch McConnell, who has tried to create a rift between him uh, and Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. It turns out he was behind all of that nonsense that was peddled to the media and at the same time is not interested in engaging as the loyal opposition. Uh, What is he if he is not for a fiscal responsible fiscal policy? What is he if he's not interested in uh, ending high inflation and restoring restoring economic growth? Uh, Mitch McConnell makes no sense whatsoever on any level other than the fact that he is obviously very comfortable with Nancy Pelosi uh, and uh, President Biden. Oh, I so agree with you. And I'll take it a step further. If we're asking what he is, I would allege that he's a Chinese agent. He's working for the CCP. The information that came out in Peter Schweitzer's book was compelling and shocking. I mean, Mitch McConnell's married to Elaine Chow. And who is Elaine Chow's father? The One of the biggest uh, shipping you know, industry giants for the CCP. And this is this is the family that Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate, is married into. I think it it is remarkable and stunning uh, that we turn a blind eye to that and allow that to continue because that's corruption on the highest level. And this is why I firmly believe that Mitch McConnell cannot be the leader in the Senate and for Republicans. And I believe that it's people like Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, with her husband's and her son's business dealings in China. Uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's business dealings, all of these people, I don't care what party they are, they should be investigated because this is what's happened to America. We've been sold out by politicians who have gotten rich on making friends with our enemies and putting our country last. And Lou, I think it's time for all of us to stand up against it and say we've had enough and we will not allow it to continue any longer. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And uh, of course, but now I wonder who's going to do the investigating. Uh, We see greater alignment between the deep state and China uh, than we do with uh, President Trump, for example. Uh, They they clearly uh, were opposed to every policy, his tariffs, his uh, insistence that there be balanced trade, that we have a strong posture against the Chinese and Wall Street demanding uh, at the same time that we have uh, investors ship their money to China 
through their Wall Street funds uh, to invest in companies that are uh, allied, if not controlled by, the People's Liberation Army, the CCP. Uh, it, it just goes on and on. We're a country right now. Uh, it's like it's like uh, it, the, the country is dissolving around this idea that China is the future. Uh, and by the way, we still m maintain considerable animus and fear when it comes to Vladimir Putin. We don't like him, but we like this other communist who is a greater threat to the United States. It makes no sense. And the reason is people are being bought and paid for. And that that level of corruption, I think, to most Americans is incomprehensible. But it's there. It's real. And it is persuasive uh, for too many of our elected officials, too, too great a number of our permanent uh, bureaucrats, the deep state. Oh, I completely agree. And then don't forget, while all of that is true, we have our media who, who hide under the, the wonderful freedom and the veil of freedom of press, but the freedom of press is not freedom to lie. And that's what they do every single day. They lie and they cover up and they twist the truth uh, about what is actually happening in our country. Because here's something that you and I both know, Lou, is the American people, irregardless of their political identity, whether they're Democrat, Republican, independent, or I don't care, if they truly understood what was happening in our government, and what these sold-out America Last politicians were doing by joining uh, joining the team with the CCP uh, and and completely putting America on a, a on a collision course uh, with that will just totally destroy our country and end our freedoms. If the American people truly knew the truth, they would never allow it. And when you talk about investigations, uh, this is something that I think is extremely important. We have to clean out our intelligence agencies. You know, it's not the the everyday or the the mostly the rank and file guys. I think I think a good many of them are really good people, but it's the people that are at the top ranks of the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the CIA. It's it, those people have got to be cleaned out because they have they are no longer aligned with our American values, and the wokeness has got to be ripped out of those agencies. Yeah, I, I agree with you I, uh, on most of your statement. I, I don't know how many good people are in the FBI and the National Security Division. Think about this. Two impeachments, a, a special counsel investigation, the FBI carrying out its own uh, investigation uh, for almost a year uh, for, from the time that uh, Trump was a candidate to the time, the first six months of his, of his administration. Not a single, single whistleblower, not a single person stood up because they knew lots of people had to know that the dossier was fraudulent, that the uh, meeting with General Flynn in the White House was a frame up. Uh, they had to know that. These are not stupid people. Uh, and the only other answer is they're corrupt people and too many of them. I know there has to be some. There have to be. Uh, but uh, they're not present and they're not accounted for. And to let the country go through what it's done, uh, what what they've permitted, is, is disgusting. It's appalling. It is appalling, and I, you know, you're right. That is such a valid point. I think it takes great courage because these people know if they were to come forward as whistleblowers and tell the truth, which you're right, Lou. They all know the truth. 
But if they were to come forward and tell the truth, they know that they'd be provided for their family. Unprecedented attacks by the leftists who, who genuinely wouldn't care if they were to be killed or their family. So I, you know, I guess I have hope and hope in mankind and I hope that there's good people in there and I, I have a hard time writing everyone off. Um, but I, it may be, that's the case, but I, yeah. I really want to hope there's still some good people there. Let me be harsh. And I think realistic, uh, there's a reason we have laws and there is a reason that we have penalties for violating those laws. And that is that fear uh, of the consequences of immoral, illegal, uh, and unethical acts will result uh, in prison time. Uh, and we haven't, we haven't seen that happen. I can't think of the last federal official uh, who, corrupt or otherwise, was sent off to prison by a jury of his peers or her peers. Uh, it just doesn't happen. The, this, the entire uh, workforce of the FBI, the Justice Department, they have immunity of some kind because it's really remarkable that they have found all these people who are so pure of spirit, soul, in fact, that not a one of them has ever been punished uh, for uh, committing a crime, an offense. Uh, is, don't you find that remarkable? Oh, yeah, I think it's terrifying, actually. Um, it's kind of like the don't tell on me and I won't tell on you motto. Maybe that's the handshake deal that everyone's made there, and it's it, they're only serving themselves in that case. And that doesn't make them law enforcement bodies or bodies of justice. That makes them corrupt and, and completely wrong. But even worse, I mean, look at what's happened to our country and our, our moral our moral fabric. Uh, I would say, I would argue that the generation of parents that just rewarded their children and never gave them a spanking, gave them a trophy, uh, no matter what they did, and never gave them a spanking, no, many, no matter what they did wrong, that's it's an infection. It's like a poison in the well, and it's really hurt our society. And that's why no one's ever held accountable and no one goes to jail because no one has the guts to actually do it. Uh, I just don't believe that way. I believe in tough love and I believe in learning lessons. Uh, learning lessons are the best thing that can happen to us in life. And, and I would also say that, you know, it, it's actually an act of love to help someone uh, or hold people accountable. Uh, that's actually an act of love because you're taking care of your entire family. And I see America as one big family and our family is a mess and our home is a mess. And that requires uh, parents, right? Parents that are willing to say, no, we're going to clean this up. We're going to throw out the bad actors. Uh, we're going to clean up the mess in our house. We're going to lock our doors and windows at night. And we're not allowing this bad behavior anymore. And we're going to respect each other again. And right. that's what I believe in Lou. And I think it's time for us to start doing that. Well, I'll tell you, I'd like, I'd like us to start with every corrupt politician. Uh, I'd like to see every corrupt politician in this country behind bars instead of uh, sent off to retirement, uh, resigned, and uh, walking away without being held accountable. Uh, it, it's disgusting. Pete uh, Buttigieg, for example, uh, according to uh, Watchdogs, Pete Buttigieg, as a, as a mayor, accepted $250,000 in gifts from mayoral campaign donors who were later awarded $33 million in city contracts. And now, as Transportation Secretary, he's going to be responsible for $210 billion of infrastructure, 
I, I, I don't know if, they, if he's got a house big enough to put all that money in. What do you think? Oh, I think he should be fired. Like, that's the type of cor- corruption we, we can't tolerate. We shouldn't tolerate. Um, but, but again, it takes people actually caring about it and saying enough, enough of this that has to end, that has to stop. And I just don't see it from the American people. And I, I really want to see it, Lou. You know, I, I refuse to wear a mask on the House floor. I have over $100,000 in mask fines from Nancy Pelosi. But the reason why I refuse to wear a mask on the House floor is because I believe we have to stop doing it in order to make it stop. Um, but there's so many Americans that just won't stop. Even when they don't agree with it, they're tired of the mask and they don't want their kids wearing a mask. You walk in an airport and everyone's still walking around with a mask on. Uh, and it's it's got to end. And the only way to end it is to, buy, to stop tolerating it. And I just, um, I want to see that from the American people. When the American people say we won't tolerate the corruption, that's when it'll finally stop. And I agree with you. And, and I also think we've returned to the fundamental issue here in this election year. Why would anybody vote for a Republican other than Biden and the Democrats are corrupt and inept? Uh, that doesn't seem to be enough of a reason. Uh, and the leadership is, uh, is disastrous uh, on, the, on the part of the Republicans. But, you know, it's a very interesting ta- test of the courage of the, of the party. The Republican Party, and let's talk right now about the House of Representatives, where you know best, uh, and, and that is no one in the Republican Party has got the guts to stand up and run against Kevin McCarthy. What does that say about the conference itself? The Republicans uh, who want to take back, as they put it, the control of the House. To what point, to what, to what effect would, would it have if, they, if people who haven't the courage to run against an obvious rhino and a man of you know, immensely weak stomach, uh, it, it, they're, they're just as bad? Well, that, te- that shows you the temperature of our conference. We don't have anyone else running. Um, no, no one is stepping up to the challenge. And, you know, just for people to understand, it's a lot different on the inside than it looks on the outside. And it really revolves around fundraising. So the person that's able to be the leader within the conference is always the person that's able to raise the most money. And Kevin McCarthy is unmatched. He has broken record after record with fundraising. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that can be done with that, Lou. Uh, the leader with the most money is able to support other Republicans when they're struggling to raise money. Um, and then they also can send donors to help them out. They get to pick and choose who they support. And so you can see why it's a power structure that's difficult to undo. And that's it's I don't agree with it is, is what I'm saying. I don't agree with that type of power structure. It would be really interesting to hold a national election among Republican voters for who they would like to see to be the leader within our conference and and see how it would compare to how the conference votes. But it is true. There's no one there's no one running um, as of yet. So that is that's what I'll make I'll make you a side bet, Congresswoman. I'll make you a side bet that no one does. And uh, and the reason is what you just said. I, they, they're so corrupt. Everybody's bought into the system. That's, that is the definition of corruption. 
what you've just said that the Republican Party, and by the way, it's every bit, if not worse, in the Democratic Party. I'm not suggesting that there is a uh, one is uh, any better than the other or worse. Uh, it's just disgusting that that is the way it's played. And I know it's been that way for a very long time. But, you, you know, there was times where they broke out of it. Uh, they actually moved to people uh, who could lead and had principle and who had energy. And you show me energy in that Republican Party leadership. And I'll tell you, somebody pointed out the wrong person. Because I look at John Thune, John Barrasso, Mitch McConnell in the Senate. Those people don't have enough energy to get down the hallway. Uh, Kevin McCarthy and his team. I, I, I'm not even talking about their original, the capacity for original thinking, uh, their integrity. I'm talking about they, their energy to actually work for the rep as representatives of the American people. It is a sad, pathetic failure on the part of the Republican Party at a time when they should be rejoicing in the opportunity before them uh, to take back control of the House and Senate. Instead, uh, they are indolent, unimaginative, and lacking in principle, or this would not be the case. I don't believe the, I really believe this, Congresswoman. I believe the Republican Party is very likely to lose the midterm elections because they at least uh, uh, represent a possibility for hope for American voters. And to go in and pull the, the lever for them, to, to vote for them, uh, on your ballot. Why? Because nothing changes. And that one of 435 is helpless against that force, unless there is a wellspring of integrity and energy and commitment to this country and the party. And golly, you know, you know, with the exception of you and dozens more in the, in the conference, I can't well, imagine what it's like to be a Republican in the house of representatives. Well, if you if you've watched what's happened to me the past year, you can see it hasn't been easy. Um, but Lou, uh, you're, what you're saying is something that I hear. I'm hearing a lot of people say, and I actually am concerned myself. Repu in order to win uh, back the House, Republicans need to be giving our voters a reason to vote for us. Uh, Republican voters are still outraged over the election of 2020. Republican voters are outraged at Republicans that for far too long have failed our voters. And, and they have not, they've not followed through on their promises. So Republican voters right now, are, I think, are, are in a funny place. They hate, absolutely hate what's happening to our country with Biden. They're so angry and upset and they believe it shouldn't be happening. But at the same time, they're <laughs> desperately watching the Republican conference and watching Republicans and saying, give me a reason to vote for you. And and that's how I, that's how I see it, because I know um, I still just think like a voter. That's how I feel myself. So when it comes to Kevin McCarthy and it comes to our leadership, you know, when I got kicked off of Twitter, um, there were only people put statements out, just statements about, oh, big tech censorship. But you know what it was really about? It's not even about my Twitter account. It should be about all the conservatives that got kicked off of Twitter. Um, that's what it should be about. And we should have leadership calling and demanding to Twitter to put me back on and then saying, if you're not going to do this, we're we're all leaving. Like my entire conference should have left Twitter. They should have. They should have said in protest, you're not going to kick out a member of Congress 
and, and treat her this way. We've had, we're standing up to big tech censorship. But then the second thing that should have happened, Luke, is the, what I tweeted, I tweeted statistics from the CDC and the reason why vaccines were dangerous and why mandates are wrong and that masking children is child abuse, child abuse. See them not standing up to Twitter on those issues is another problem for me. Those are the issues that our Republican voters care about, and they they didn't want to do anything about it. And so this this has me very very concerned. Um, it's there was no action, real action taken from leadership, uh, and this is why I, I'm having a hard time over. Uh, will we even take back the House if if we aren't willing to take action now? When we have nothing to lose, zero, nothing to lose, then then are we even going to take real action when we actually have control again? And I think that's what you're talking about. And that's how people really feel. Well, it's all that you have done to support the, the political prisoners of January 6th. And those people have been denied due process, the partisan witch hunt uh, led by uh, Nancy Pelosi and the January 6th committee. They're, the Republicans haven't stood up with you. Uh, and, and Louis Gohmert and others and said, you know, this will not happen. Uh, I, I, there's there's no courage. These are people who really it's not a question of whether they are principled or not. Uh, my guess is they're not. But the reality is what good are principles if you don't live by them? What good is it to have, quote unquote, integrity uh, if you uh, hide sucking your thumb in a dark corner? What in the world is wrong with Americans who have uh, the, the gumption to run for office, but then don't have the courage to, to sacrifice, to do whatever is necessary to hold up the values of the country and to do what is right? This is not a complicated political concept. Just do what's right. And McConnell and McCarthy will never say do what's right. You will never hear those words from their mouths because if, if the conference were to do what's right, they would be without work. Yeah, that it, absolutely. That's very true. Uh, about those political prisoners, it, it's really appalling to me. You know, there's only been a few Republican members, um, Louis Gohmert, Matt Gates, uh, Paul Gosar, um, Andy Biggs, Bob Good, just a few people that have right. shown any interest uh, in, in trying to do something about how the, their due process rights are being violated, how our justice system is being completely perverted, how the courts are being used as political warfare against their enemies, and how these people are being held like political prisoners of war, all pre-trial. They have not even been to court yet. And no. yeah, no, I'm appalled. They're, they'd rather run away run away from anything close to the January 6th riot, which was nothing but a simple riot where the only people that were killed were Ashley Babbitt. Um, another woman who was trampled, there still needs to be investigations into her death. And, and just, it, it's, it's outrageous, but right. it's like, if you're not going to do anything or say anything into what's happening to these people, none of us agree with the, what they did. But it's like, let's stand up for what is right. So I totally agree with you, Lou. It's shocking that they won't do it. Yeah, it, it, it's shocking. And it's also shocking that the entire conference wouldn't stand up for President Trump throughout his entire administration. They would not rise as one and say, the hell with you people. What are you doing? Uh, just one person uh, doing it is it, it's it's wonderful. 
But why in the world did not the leadership of the Republican Party, whether it was Paul Ryan or Kevin McCarthy, uh, whether it was Mitch McConnell, why is it that they went along? Uh, the go-along gang uh, is what the Republican National Committee is, the, the leadership of both the GOP leadership of both the House and the Senate. It's an appalling example to the country. And, and we're talking about these folks who are truly faceless that you and Gohmert and Gosar and uh, Briggs and uh, you know, a number of other people uh, have stood up for. They're faceless. Donald Trump was the president of the United States and Twitter got away with banning him for life. For life. And nobody stood up as one in that conference. It's disgusting. And it's disgusting because the, the Democrats carried out a, a, a historic crime against this country, uh, against the Trump presidency, against Donald Trump and his family and the American people. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. It is. It's truly outrageous. And that's how people feel. And that's why they feel, you know, people also as angry they are about inflation and, and the border and the crime and all the things that are happening. They're also a little bit deflated. People are deflated and just feel like nothing will ever change. Will anybody stop this? Will anything happen? And I think there's a portion of our voters that are disengaging right now. They're disengaging because they don't see enough being done uh, to even give them a reason to want to go vote. I think that if the Republican Party would truly embrace being the American Party, the party for small businesses, families, for workers, um, for bringing manufacturing back to the United States, making our medicines here in the U.S., building a strong border wall and actually defending it you know, caring about our flag and our national anthem and, and having pride in who we are as Americans altogether, you know, rejecting identity politics and, and telling men to stay out of our bathrooms and our women's sports. If we would identify ourselves as that party, then we would be not only give hope to the, to the different voters that are demoralized and want to check out, but bring in more people to vote for us that have never voted before because we would be giving them a reason to care. There's so many people that don't even vote because they just don't see anyone to vote for. Um, president Trump was the first president in a very long time that, that was inspiring to people. I know he inspired me. That's one of the whole reasons I ran for Congress. I said, finally, there's someone that I can support with ideas I can get behind. But we have to continue that. We have to continue those ideas. We have to continue to carry that torch. And unfortunately, I only see a bunch of my colleagues that just want to talk about it when they're on TV, uh, but are, are unwilling to actually to do it. So we've yep. got to get to work, Lou. You're right. Yeah. And uh, it, it isn't hard work because all anyone has to do is say, I'm an America first uh, uh, candidate. I mean to put America first in all things in every way. And I am a Trump Republican and the Republican party is the party of Trump. And if you, uh, you know, I, I mean, to me, it's a very simple a simple case. And anybody who can't say that has no business being in the Congress of the United States or the Senate of the United States, in my opinion. Of course, I'm a little uh, less than impartial. To... <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I love it. You uh, you get the last word here, Congresswoman, uh, is, our, is our usual uh, uh, way uh, to, uh, to give our guests the, the last word. 
And uh, if you will, your concluding thoughts. Well, thank you so much, um, Lou. I, I really greatly appreciate this conversation and, and I totally agree with you. And I think we're at a critical time in history. And we always say that every election cycle, but boy, this one is getting so scary. And yeah. what I need from your listeners that they're willing is their support. MTGforamerica.com, MTGforamerica.com. That's where you can go and support me. I do not get donations from PACs, lobbyists, or special interests. I'm only supported by individual donors. And it's mostly the small dollar donors. And those are the best ones. I absolutely love them and appreciate them. But the establishment and the rhinos are coming after me. They're sending multiple primary candidates against me. Uh, trying to defeat me, but my district loves me and I just need to continue to have the financial support to defend myself in my primary election. And then of course, going into the general. So I just would ask if anyone's willing to support me at mtgforamerica.com and I greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate you being with us today, Congresswoman Green. Thank you very much. I'm sure the audience has been delighted to get to know you better. I know I am. We live in an era in which strong women are the norm and not a rarity, except perhaps in the U.S. Congress, if that woman happens to be Republican, conservative, strong-minded, and strong-willed, a businesswoman, wife, and mother who lives her values. But I'm sure Congress will, in the fullness of times perhaps, learn to adapt to change circumstances and to Congresswoman Green. We wish you the greatest success. And to each of you listening, thank you for being with us. God bless you, and God bless America. Join us again tomorrow for the Great America podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.